0: Good morning. It's great to be here. We tried to take a selfie last night, and I did my best to smile. And Vanessa looked at the photo, and she said, no, you look too scary. So then we took another photograph, and I literally was mean mugging in the photograph, and she said, that's much better. So I give up. I don't, I don't have a clue now what I'm supposed to do with my face. So. But it is, uh, it is great to be here. Hey? Um, as Sandy said, man, well done. Six years is a celebration. Um, I want to commend you. You know every every single one of you. You know in in the area that we're in, just outside of Denver, um, the we we were in a school right before COVID in a, in a school hall, and um, the the kind of the rental agreement was with the school district, not with the individual school, and so the lady that the lady that we were dealing with. Uh, It was 52 schools in that school district, and so she handled all the rentals and event stuff and all of that. And so uh, when we went back, as COVID was starting to ease up for us and we were allowed to meet, we went back to her and said, hey, what are the chances of getting back into the school? And uh, I think she said close to full capacity in terms of churches renting those 52 schools. I don't think all of them, but very close to it. And she said only six have inquired about coming back. COVID shut churches down at an unprecedented rate. And so for you guys to have made it through COVID, well done. Well done. Honestly, for every single one of you, I wanna commend every single one of you. If you made a cup of coffee or hugged a visitor or served in the kids' ministry or put out chairs or VAC, whatever it was that you did, well done for making it all the way through COVID. And well done to you and Vanessa. I, you know, I've, I've been in full-time ministry for 30 years. And I had guys, and like you said, I've got relationships all over the world, but I had guys calling me that had planted church, literally plant, one guy called me, planted a church three weeks before COVID hit. And he said, what do I do? You've been at this thing for 30 years. And I said, honestly, in this moment, we're in the same boat. Nobody's got a clue. Nobody has got a clue what to do, how to lead a church through this. We, we've never experienced that in living memory. And so, again, to you guys, absolutely well done for sticking it through, for finding ways to do this, and for, and for keeping your community together. Absolutely well done to both of you. Hey? Um, I, I want to I'm going to talk this morning a little bit about the gospel, if that's okay, and do some old school gospel preaching. Um, but I want to say this: you know, ch- churches that have the heart that you have, churches that have the gospel as their as their as their heart, become trophies of grace, and they become display cases where God can put His trophies of grace on display. For the world to see, and we're going to hopefully we'll we'll find a way to tell a few little stories as we go along the way. Trophies of grace, salvation, healing, marriages restored, a place where people can find dignity again and destiny. Those are absolutely amazing things in in our day and in the and in the world we live in, and they're not as easy to find out there as as some would believe. And so let's go to Luke 15. If you have a Bible, what time do we finish here? I don't know if we can do that, brother. At home, they say I preach by the clock, not by the calendar. So let's have a go here. All right, you good? Luke 15. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a different take on this thing here in a minute. Uh, Luke Luke was in my Bible this morning. I promise you I read it. There we go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, hold the horse while I get on. That's how those books work together. See what happens when you quit school when you're 14. You've got to remember things like that. Yeah? Gentiles eat pork chops. That's the epistles. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Hugh's already regretting having me in. (laughs) Like, why why did I do that? Okay, here we go. Uh, Luke 15. We're going to read from verse 1. You there? Now, the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathered around to hear him. Excuse me. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And verse 3 says this, then Jesus told them this parable so if you miss that one word in verse three you are going to miss the whole context of chapter 15 if you miss Jesus told them this parable and what the commentators tell us about that is Jesus is talking to the sinners right that's what he says the tax collectors who in those days were the lowest form of humanity so he's talking to the tax collectors and the sinners, and he hears the Pharisees muttering and mumbling behind him, why is this man hanging out with them? And it's because they think their righteous deeds are enough for Jesus to spend time with them rather than with sinners. And so the them is the Pharisees. And so the commentators paint a beautiful picture for us. Jesus is exactly where he's supposed to be, talking to the tax collectors and the sinners. He hears the Pharisees mumbling behind him, and he turns and he tells them this parable are you doing okay so this parable and as somebody who leans evangelistically I've used this evangelistically a lot and to be honest with you for years used it in the wrong way because if you understand the them then Jesus is talking to the tax collectors and the sinners and he turns and he tells them he tells the church they were the religious organization of the day he tells the church this parable uh, are you doing okay? Yeah. So this is for us this morning. <clears throat> so just, just again, uh, R.T. Kendall says that a parable is a simple story that conveys a powerful truth. Yeah? So again, we've, we, we take this, as three parables, right? Lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. But Jesus, but the Bible says he turns and he told them this parable. So these three stories now, the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, are a single story, and they're going to convey one powerful single truth to us as a church this morning. Okay? So here we go. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? He doesn't go after it until he gets bored. He doesn't go after it until he gets tired. He doesn't go after it until it gets too hot or too rainy or too cold or too whatever. He goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. There's so much we could talk about in that, but I'm going to try and just stick with what we're doing this morning. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman, and this is the key, this, this, the coin unlocks the whole parable for us. Or suppose a woman has ten all the coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, give me my share of the estate. Some powerful truth in that, eh? You know, my dad passed a little while ago. Uh, Actually, maybe 12 years ago now. Um, And you understand this, right? That's when you get your estate. You get your estate when your father dies. You get your inheritance when your father dies. And so there's a powerful truth that the son is saying to the father, right? I wish he were dead. Can't wait for you to die. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and settled for a distant country. So he wished his father dead. You doing all right? He wished his father dead. Now he's going to take his inheritance, and he's going to go to a distant country, far away from the reach of his father. So he wished his father dead, and now he's going to go and live as if his father is dead. Far away from his father's influence. And that's unlike people that live away from God in our day. I just going to get as far away from God as I can. I want God to bless me, but I want to get as far away from God as I can. He settled for a distant country, and they squandered his wealth in wild living. If you've got an overactive imagination like me, then your imagination could really run wild as to what wild living is. After he spent everything, there was a famine in the land, in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out, a citizen of that country. He sent him to his field to feed the pigs. You understand that's not a good place for a little Jewish boy to be, right? You're not supposed to have anything to do with pigs. He longed to fill his stomach, With the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. See, in that place that he was in, he was considered lower than a pig. Feed my pigs, but don't you touch their food. Sin will always lead us to those kind of places. Sin always removes dignity, always removes destiny, always lowers us to a base level. And when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my fathers hired men of food? Isn't that fascinating? My father. Because you wished your father dead and you tried to live as if your father was dead, but now there's a my father. Let me go back to my father. That's fascinating. See, see man is unique in all of God's creation. Let us make man in our image. We're the only part of creation that is created in the image of God. then God breathes on man. And we're the only part of creation that carries the breath of God. Animals breathe, we carry the breath of God. And then we see God walking in the garden looking for Adam. Adam, where are you? We're the only part of creation that is created for fellowship